Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Lawn bowling is more than just a game. There's no talking on the green. Continue at 1972 prices. There's nothing this soft. Stick it right up. Right up. Welcome to Without Bias. Brought to you by Apia. We're all about possibilities. Talk to our dedicated specialist today and The Bowl Show. Stay engaged with the sport via The Bowl Show, Sundays on 7-2 from 2pm. Hello and welcome. Nice to have your company on this week's edition of Without Bias. As always, it's thanks to Apia. We're all about possibilities. Talk to our dedicated specialist today and for The Bowl Show, which is absolutely going nicely at the moment. Stay engaged with the sport via The Bowl Show, Sundays at the new time of 2 o'clock on 7-2. But of course, we always urge you to check your local guides. In about 15 minutes from now, I'll catch up with Matt Flapper, co-host of The Bowl Show and doing an outstanding job of that. He's very well connected within his local bowls community as well in Victoria. And we'll just get a bit of a vibe for how the community is feeling with hopefully some good news to come that we may be a chance to get back out there sooner rather than later. My name's Jack Heverin. Always nice to be with you. And as always, I urge you to keep up to date with the latest news and information at bowls.com.au where you will be able to read updates from all of the key administrators of the sport, including the CEO of Bowls Australia, Neil Dalrymple. Neil, thanks for being with us on Without Bias. Uh, thanks, Jack. Good to be here. Uh, tell us a little bit about the return of bowls. That, that's the obvious one here because we feel like we're getting closer and closer and closer. I read with interest the Australian Institute of Sports framework for rebooting sport. What does that mean for bowls specifically? Uh, yeah, no, that's right, Jack. And uh, look, it's, it's probably a staged approach, is which, uh, which is the way that this um, framework reads. And obviously we, as Bowls Australia, contributed to that framework and... Uh, it's basically stage A, B and C. I mean, A is pretty much uh, what we're in at the moment in terms of uh, Victorians. And, um, and stage B really moves the uh, sport of bowls to uh, a situation where we can have um, up to 10 people in a group. And uh, the likes of uh, South Australia, Western Australia mm. and NT have actually already moved to that, uh, that stage. And I think we're all hopeful that in the next week or two that we will, you know, the rest of the country will move to stage B, which will be fantastic for, for all the bowlers out there. I'm sure that there's uh, listeners in the Southern States near who are very jealous and very envious of <laughs> WA and the NT right now. They, uh, and I saw, I think WA was the, the, the day or the premier announced it. And, uh, I saw image of, images of bowlers out there immediately in the sun with a bowl in their hands with big grins on their faces and really rubbing it in. So, uh, look, I know uh, lots of bowlers. We get lots of emails and phone calls uh, to the BA office and um, they're itching to get out there and obviously uh, looking for any way to get out there and just, I suppose, seeking clarification. So I think patience is the key for the rest of us. And, um, you know, it'll, it'll come around soon enough. You're obviously guided by the state governments in terms of, of what you're able to do and you just mentioned WA yeah. and, and South Australia but then there's that extra layer from a bowls 
Australia point of view, isn't there? Just to be diligent, yep. to, to make sure that you're process-driven, and as boring as that might sound yeah. to some people, just to yeah. make sure that we get this right. And that, that's what we've put on our website, Jack, in terms of that process and, uh, and I suppose a structure around bowls specifically in terms of how it looks like when we do come back in that staged approach that I've just talked about. But certainly each state and territory is different in terms of the, the number of cases and obviously the, uh, the lifting of restrictions in those states and territories. So we have to listen to them. And I know each of our state and territory bowls associations are working with their local authorities to obviously bring bowls back in as, as quickly as possible. But I think we need to do it, you know, clearly the medical advice is to do it in a, in a transition way. And that's why it's up to 10 people in this next stage. Once we get through that stage and probably another month after that, we get more to an open bowl situation where we can start playing competitions again. Neil Dalrymple, the CEO of Bowls Australia, joining us on Without Bias. Neil, I know that the, the decision to uh, take away roll-ups and even social games on March 25 mm. would have been a, a, an unpopular one at the time, but I guess you've only got to look, mm. a, look around to see the restrictions and, and that we just can't be too careful with this, can we? No, absolutely. And I think it's, I mean, we've all got to contribute. Uh, I mean, the sporting sector is uh, important for, for mental health, for physical health. And, um, but I think like, as you know, I'm sure the golfers are in a similar boat to us, that, uh, <laughs> just being a little bit patient. And, um, and is it, is it essential? Well, probably it isn't essential to do, you know, roll-ups and social games. And yeah, as I said before, I mean, soon enough, these, these restrictions will be relaxed. We contribute, make do the hard yards now, and uh, it'll all be for the for the benefit of for the longer term and for the community as well. It's been a few weeks since we last caught up. Since then, though, the the and we touched on it briefly at the time. The World Singles Champion of Champions and the Nationals have been affected by the pause yeah. on the game. What does the future look like for these events? Well, the World uh, Singles Champion of Champions has been cancelled, and it was in Adelaide in November. So. Basically, that will continue in, in 2021. We're obviously very hopeful that that'll happen. And um, whether it's in Adelaide or not, we're still yet to be determined. But certainly, we hope that our Australian representatives um, will be able to play at the 2021 event as well. Uh, in terms of the Nationals, yeah, we again, we had to cancel that event. But the Australian Championships and the uh, National Champion of Champions, we're looking at trying to run that in uh, December this year. So, uh, as I say, with a bit of luck and, and the easing of restrictions, then we'll be able to run those events, which generally the winners of the, each of the state competitions come to that national final. So as long as all the states have played their events, then we'll have those winners from each of the states and that we'll, we'll all be able to come together in December, hopefully, um, to, uh, to find out who our national champions are. So since the last time we spoke, the tone's changed. No question about that. We've got three states yeah. that are now starting to begin, uh, depending on some announcements to come later in the week from the federal government. Some of the southern states might get some better news mm. as well. How, how is the sport placed for the resumption? I, I know that you and your team have done a stack of work to get the clubs informed and to give them all the knowledge that they need. How do you think we're going yeah. to be when we're ready to go? Well, I think that's, that's a good point, uh, Jack. And, um, I mean, the key is to support the clubs on the, on the way back. And uh, we know that many clubs, particularly in New South Wales and Queensland, and I'm not saying it's not the southern states as well, but a lot of clubs are going to be impacted by this uh, pandemic. And uh, financially, they're going to suffer for, for the months that they're closed. So I suppose our, our position as a national body and our state associations is to help these clubs back. And whether that's some relief in their, their membership fees, it's uh, certainly going to be how can we help them 
uh, resume the sport uh, market, get more people, get the existing members back, but obviously try and get more people playing, but also provide resources and support for the club administrators so that we can help them back through it from a planning point of view, from a financial point of view, and and let's get back on the green as soon as possible and and hopefully with uh, as little impact as possible. And the big question that everyone wants to know, Neil, no Australian Open this year, but will your all-conquering fours team from the Australian Open be returning? Well, uh, <laughs> I don't know about uh, all conquering. I'm not sure about that. But I, think, I think we might have won a game or two. We we did have a big win, actually. Clive Adams was, my, was our skip, and he, I think Clive takes most of the uh, the credit for our victory, in fact, so, which is unsurprising given his team. But, yeah. look, yeah, we, we, we were certainly planning to play this year, so... If Clive is willing to have us, then, yeah, we'll be back in 2021, uh, that's for sure. Trust me, Clive knows where his bread's buttered, Neil. He'll be willing to have you. He knows <laughs> He knows exactly what he needs to do. He's a smart man. As always, great to catch up. We'll uh, we'll talk soon, and hopefully the next time we talk, we're, we're even further into the easing of restrictions, and we've got some more good news. So thanks for your time on Without Bias. No problem, Jack. Thanks again. Neil Dalrymple, the CEO of Bowls Australia, joining us. Still plenty more to come. Stay with us. Matty Flapper will join us on the other side of this, my co-host of the Bowls Show. A lot to talk about with community bowls and hopefully the eventual return around the country as well. It's all thanks to the Bowls Show. Sundays on 7-2 from 2pm. And for Apia, we're all about possibilities. From the white outdoors to the great indoors, this is Without Bias. Brought to you by Apia. We're all about possibilities. Talk to our dedicated specialist today. And The Bowl Show. Stay engaged with the sport via The Bowl Show. Sundays on 7-2 from 2pm. Welcome back. Wonderful to have your company on this week's edition of Without Bias. It's all thanks to Apia. We're all about possibilities. And funny you mentioned the bowl show. Sundays on 7-2 at the new time of 2pm. I say it's funny that we mentioned the bowl show because the co-host of the bowl show, Matty Flapper, joins us this week on Without Bias, a man who might just be on his way to a Logie nomination as best new talent. Matty, thanks for being with us. Playing a pretty good supporting role at the moment, Jack, I think. How <laughs> not, are you, mate? Not at all. You are Batman. I'm just Robin. I'm just tagging along. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's great to be involved in the show and, you know, in a position to be able to still talk bowls, show bowls highlights. And, and lucky enough, um, we've got several Australian superstars that join us each week and keep us informed as to how they're coping with the COVID-19 situation. So it's it's great to be able to bring it to the living room. We've only got an hour a week. Uh, so it's it's very hard as you're, you're very quickly learning to fit everything in and, and to make everything work. But do you get the sense from the, and you're well connected within your bowls community, do you get the sense that people are happy just to see some form of bowls on TV right now? I certainly think, yeah, majority are, mate, for sure. And uh, you're always going to get those critics that they want to see bowls and, and, and bowls games. But, They've got to understand, you know, obviously Bowls Australia very lucky to have several major business partners mm. that enable us to bring the show to uh, to the living rooms. And without them and their generosity, we, we wouldn't be in a position to do that. So we have to support them as much as we can, obviously, and uh, bring as much Bowls content as well. So, um, you know, and I think obviously there's, there's plenty of methods out there that uh, people can go and search different games and watch different games. So uh, it's just obviously a mix of what we can bring and 
and as much content into that hour program as we can. Plus, I guess the other thing that we get to do here with the, the lack of events on, where with the bowl show, we would normally be bringing indoor championships and Australian Open and a whole bunch of different events. We can shine another light on the bowls Premier League, which you, you would well know is is the event that really connects not only the the, the absolute rusted on bowler to the sport, but it also connects potential new people to the sport too. Absolutely, and it's the format that's going to appeal to those people out there that don't play bowls. Um, it's quick, it's far, you know, it's, it's interaction um, with crowds and just the fun atmosphere of it. It's um, it's what we're trying to get out to appeal to those that are looking to step on a green for the first time. How are you enjoying being in front of the camera? Oh, it's um, yeah, it's good. It's certainly different to when I first debuted in the APL. Yep. Um, in its in its. Uh, Debut year, um, taken to the green with alongside Dylan Fisher and Graham Archer as the Melbourne Roys, and, yes. and then to come back after those many years off, um, certainly didn't expect to to get the call up, but uh, certainly appreciative from the Melbourne Roys perspective. But um, I think it's grown, obviously, and like I said just a minute ago, the the crowd involvement that uh, really get behind the players and support the players, and and it works both ways. The, the players engage with the crowd and. Um, I think the spectacle of it's just, um, you know, grown and grown. How did the event change from the first couple of years when you were involved as opposed to what it is now that you've come back? You had a couple of years away. What was different? Well, the first couple of years that I played, um, it was basically a, the best of the best. Um, I say that because then the rules changed that it was mandatory that a female would come into each team. That's when I went out of it. Yep. Um, and then to come back into it uh, later on. Um, but I guess I think the, just the player enjoyment, the player um, comfort, being in front of the cameras, um, I guess just the whole experience um, as years pass that uh, players are more comfortable with it and that put, you know relaxes them a lot more and that just they're able to bring their natural game and natural way of, you know, attacking the game, I suppose, which is what the, the viewers in the lounge room want to see. So the thing that I find interesting, and I, I look forward to every every time we, we get set for the BPL, whether it's at the start of the year or the, the end of the year, is the tactics. Because I, I get the feeling, Matty, that no one's fully got the tactics sorted out. A few have got a pretty good idea, but I don't know that anyone, even now after 11 editions, has fully got the tactics licked. And I think the best part about that is you're exactly right. I think the best part is that the tactics that might have worked for your team in BPL 10, you take to BPL 11 and they might have to be thrown out the window because yeah. they don't work. Um, so it's it's a evolving sort of situation where you've got to come up with different things all the time and keep trying different things. And like you said, we didn't change a hell of a lot in um, what we did in BPL 10 to what we did in BPL 11, but we have two completely different results. So, um, you know, one, one time it might work, one time it won't, but you keep tweaking it to just try and find that, that right move that uh, puts Ws on the board. Matt Flapper joining us here on Without Bias. It's all thanks to Apia. We're all about possibilities. Talk to our dedicated specialist today. And for The Bowl Show, which Matty is an outstanding co-host of, you can stay engaged with The Bowl Show Sundays on 7-2 from 2pm. Now, you're well connected within the, the Ocean Grove community and the Ballerine community where you do some outstanding work there. Has there, or have you noticed a, a flow on even from a social bowls perspective with maybe someone has seen the bowls Premier League at some stage or 
or heard about it or even seen the bowl show and thought, oh, I want to come down and have a crack at this? Certainly had a lot of um, feedback personally um, since I've got involved in the bowl show. And even um, I just went out for a walk the other day and uh, drove into Ocean Grove and went for a walk along the beach. I was coming back over the dunes and uh, <laughs> I just run into a guy that's just Matty Flapper and I said, yeah, that's me. <laughs> and uh, he goes, I was watching the bowl show last week <laughs> and I've never met him before. Um, I don't even know if he plays bowls. And um, I just said, well, call down Ocean Grove at some stage, mate. Call in, we'll have a go. <laughs> and uh, just a random thing like that, like obviously um, unexpected. But, uh, you know, and if that's something that the bowl show brings to bring new people into the game, that's, that's the idea of it. That's what we want. See, look at you. This is the price of fame now, Matty. Yeah, not sure about that, mate. <laughs> hey, we would have been gearing up, and I guess from a Commonwealth Games point of view, we would have been gearing up towards that next year. Obviously, the World Championships this year as well. But your international exploits and, and, and the efforts that you went to to get to be able to represent Australia at the 2014 Commonwealth Games, skip of the triples and fours teams there. Is that the highlight of your career from a personal point of view? Yeah, for sure. Um, obviously, like you said, the journey to green and gold was, was pretty significant for, for me personally. And um, to get the call up, I'm pretty sure, I think it was in 2012 to debut um, in a series in Malaysia. Um, certainly the highlight. And then to go on and, and represent Australia at Commonwealth Games. Um, obviously, probably not the greatest result for Australia in Glasgow in 2014, but personally to come away with something to show for it and a bronze medal. I'm certainly very proud of, of that achievement and uh, alongside Nathan Rice, Brett Wilkie and Wayne Rudiger. Give us an appreciation or an understanding of those conditions because that's what will be faced with the Australian Jackaroos when we next go to a Commonwealth Games. It'll, it'll be in the United Kingdom. H- how difficult are they compared to what we play on here? Very challenging and uh, obviously a lot of preparation for us that went into um, going to Glasgow we, uh, we had greens replicated to the conditions as best possible um, in Melbourne. We actually hosted a series at Ocean Grove um, against Malaysia, which the greens were slowed down to a nice free-running nine or ten seconds. <laughs> and uh, for any bowlers in Australia that walk <laughs> off the bowling green and say, oh, my God, that was slow, they've really got no idea because... Slow is Glasgow, and you're talking about you walk in and you see green speed, 9.5 seconds. Green speed, 10 seconds. And that is super slow. And uh, you, you cannot get a green just in general play that slow in Australia. It just can't happen. And uh, the work that our, our green staff had to go to try and replicate, um, you know, a 9 or 10 second green, it took several months and you're talking about doing it in the middle of summer. Yeah. In, in the sun, um, yeah. which was in the sun, which was uh, almost mission impossible, but they did achieve it. But it's just a different way of going about bowls and everything. It's, it's all forward momentum. It's just more, more weight. You know, obviously you've got to throw the ball harder and um, it's just a whole new experience. And it, they're just, the touch goes out of the game. You're, Obviously, that's probably that's probably the main part. You're now involved in, in junior coaching and, and the, the young men and women of Victorian Bowls are, are so fortunate to have had you involved. Can you see the future now for the sport? I mean, we've seen with Cara Murphy that nothing lasts forever. Even even the greatest have to retire at some point. Can, 
can you see us sitting here in 10 years from now and still see Australia at the at the top of the pops? Absolutely. And like you said, I've been fortunate enough the last couple of years to be involved with the under-18s and to see the talent that has come through those ranks. And, you know, just you wind back the clock and go, well, I started back then as well as an under-18 player. And, you know, I, I was lucky enough to... Uh, relay my experiences and from where I started to where I finally got to and uh, to those guys, especially the Victorian under-18s and just for them to be able to set their goals and say one day they want to put the green and gold on their back and you you talk about players like um, last year's under-18 players of the year, Kira Burke and Jared Davies. Um, The world's their oyster pretty much as far as how far they want to go in the game and um, you know they could we, we, 10 years' time, we could be talking about those two as, as Commonwealth Games gold medalists. And there's plenty in that company as well from from other states and uh, also other Victorians. Uh, it's very exciting. Hey, Matt, are you doing an outstanding job on the bowl show? As I say, you are the superstar of that show and uh, you can just continue to keep doing the good work that you're doing. And I'll see you next time. Certainly, mate. Appreciate it. Matty Flapper joining us. And on that note, we'll say farewell here on Without Bias. Don't forget, of course, you can keep up to date with the Bowl Show and stay engaged with the sport Sundays, 7-2 from 2pm. And a big thanks to our great mates at Apia as well. We're all about possibilities. Talk to our dedicated specialist today, Neil Dalrymple and Matty Flapper, our two special guests. As always, keep up to date with what's happening in the sport at bowls.com.au. Stay safe and stay well. And for now, anyway, stay home. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.